Hey, Alex here. Before we jump into today's recording, I wanted to remind you that all of the information in this recording is for informational and educational purposes only. The information shared should not be construed as investment or tax advice. Please consult a competent financial or tax professional to discuss your situation before using any of the strategies or topics that we discuss here. Thanks for listening. One other quick thing before we get started today. If you're thinking about starting a business or if you already have one, I wanted to tell you about the accounting software that we use for our clients, Zero. That's X-E-R-O, and you can find them at www.zero.com. I have used other accounting platforms in the past for clients, but Zero bar none is the best accounting platform out there. I have had clients come to me after bringing them to Zero. And they have told me that they felt empowered to use the platform after seeing their simple user interface. Zero's slogan is beautiful business, which represents Zero's thriving business technology platform and global community. Beautiful business highlights the power of Zero's powerful accounting platform and community supporting small businesses to help them work past the chaos, uncertainty, and stress to reclaim valuable time and thrive. Over the last five years, I have used Zero exclusively with our clients, and I have met some amazing people at that company. People are always friendly and are always ready to help when it's needed. Whether you're just getting started or are a thriving company, Zero has the tools you need to help keep your accounting records straight, reduce time each month associated with doing the backend bookkeeping, and helps you track KPIs with their powerful reporting tools. Check them out at Zero.com. That's X-E-R-O. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Simple Fiscal Podcast. It's Alex here, and we got Declan again in the studio, in the virtual studio Mm -hmm. today. I hope all of you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are getting through tax season. If you guys are doing your tax returns this year, doing those are, are all that's all going well. And then all the forms are showing up that need to be showing up for you guys. And, um, you know, it, it's just, it's a crazy time of the year, you know, for a lot of us, especially in the accounting and tax field, um, you know, a lot of things happen, a lot of things change. And even, you know, we've uh, had to sit down with some of our existing clients to do some like very, very last minute um, kind of strategizing back into last year, because, you know, we've, we've talked about, uh, you know, a lot of, at the end of last year, we we're talking a lot about, you know, strategizing, talking to your accountant and all these things. And even in some cases, some of the clients I couldn't get a hold of um, before the end of the year. So we're able to still do a few things um, from for last year and make those changes. So if you guys are you know, needing some guidance or needing some help or needing some, some, some uh, support with, um, you know, some, with your taxes for last year or anything, if you have any questions at all, um, you know, I'd love to sit down and chat with you guys. You guys can find the, uh, my, my booking link. Uh, we can drop that in the show notes, I believe. Uh, Declan. So if you guys want to um, just sit down and chat before those deadlines start popping up, or if you guys need help getting extensions to file your tax returns, we can do that as well. So just wanted to just kind of jump in here and just say that before we get out of the way, because we're, you know, it's, we're in the middle of February now. So, um, you know, those, those dates do come up pretty fast. And, um, you know, if you're having trouble or if you're stressing out or you need some guidance or anything, uh, please feel free to click the booking link on my calendar in the show notes, and we'll make sure we get that in there. Um, so moving into today's topic, you know, I, I was talking to Declan uh, a few weeks ago, and 
you know, we were kind of reflecting on a few things because we're actually, you know, for the first time, uh, all four of us, if you guys ever listened to the mastermind episode, all four of us are going to get together uh, later this year in a few months and uh, for the first time in person. And, you know, we've been super consistent in meeting virtually just about every week with the exception of like one-off weeks here and there at the end of the year or whatever during summer, you know, meeting every week and just being super consistent and holding each other accountable. And, you know, I'm super excited to, to do that. You know, I, I've never met Declan in person, which is crazy yeah, because I consider him one of, my, one of my closest friends. And, you know, we're yeah, also six partners. Years in, yeah, we're partners in this project and uh, that we've been working on for a year now. And it's just, it'll be really cool just to kind of finally meet, like get all four of us in, in person. So I'm really looking forward to that. And you're just reflecting a little bit on everything. You're just talking about consistency and, and how important it is in life, in business, in finance, in everything that you do that, you know, there, there's a, there's a book called the compound effect where it basically says that, you know, if you do something over a period of time, you receive compounding results as a, as a result of your efforts. Right. And it's kind of like the, like the idea of like APY on interest. Right. So like if you have, you know, mm-hmm. 2% interest in the first year, you're going to get 2%. Well, then that compounds in the second year, it compounds even more in the third year. And the same idea with investments and all these other things. So, you know, we've seen these compounding results because we've been super consistent in a lot of things in our life, in, in entrepreneurship and, um, you know, in our own personal financial journeys. You know, we've, Declan's talked about his personal financial journey about, uh, you know, how he got out of debt and how he had to be super consistent about budgeting and being, you know, on top of things every single day, every single week, every single month until he got the results that he needed to get to the point where he got out of debt that he was trying to get out of debt. You know, we've talked about you know, consistency about being on, you know, being on this podcast, you know, we're, we're always here for you guys, always trying to talk about things that are related to personal finances, business finances, getting started in business when you set out on your entrepreneurial journey, because we want to show that you, to, to you guys, the listening audience, that we're here for you guys. And we're consistently going to be here for you guys for the foreseeable future. Um, and, you know, we, we, and that's super important for me personally, I'm sure Declan can weigh in on that, uh, on that comment mm-hmm. where, you know, I, you know, for, for you guys to listen to us and to hear us and to hear how we talk and hear how we think and, <laughs> and, and share our, from our experiences and share our stories, hopefully we can impart part of that onto you who's listening to these podcasts. And so that you can live a better life, you can live a more fruitful financial life, you can live a more successful life. And, you know, that's, that's another reason why we're always here uh, doing these podcasts two to three times a month and always dropping those out to you guys. Yeah, I like to, I've, I've mentioned many times, I like to start the podcast with kind of the big why, why are we talking about this? And I think we've seen the past two years, um, you know, in, in part, you know, driven by the pandemic, but a, a lot of people have been leaving their jobs or their careers to, to go off on their own and you know, set out into the world of self-employment, which um, we've had, you know, the past five to six years, a little bit of a head start uh, to figure things out. And consistency has been, if not the most important thing of this journey. Um, I was just thinking, you know, when I first started out, before I even left my job, you know, I remember working my desk job and just thinking like, wow, how can I make a hundred bucks on my own? And that seemed impossible. Like I was, I had no idea how to make a hundred dollars. And now that's, that's not, um, 
I don't want to say it's not a big deal, but that's not even a worry anymore. And I was wondering like, why, what, what happened? Like what changed? And the biggest thing is trying things consistently, just keep trying and failing and learning. And Alex, before we hopped on, I told you about my little weekend project that um, in, in our, in our basement, <laughs> um, we had all these cracks in our walls, right? It was just these weird, like every foot was like this vertical crack and I could not figure out why. And it had been like that since we bought our house. And finally I was like, you know what, this weekend I am going to fix it. I have no idea how to fix cracks in the walls, but I was going to fix it. And I tried, you know, putting some spackle and putting up this paper tape and looking at it and the tape was peeling away. The spackle was cracking. I'm like, what is going on? So it should have taken four hours or if I hired someone, probably just a couple hours, um, it took me four days. I just finished yesterday. And it's all because I, I kept trying. I, I tried to fix these cracks. I would watch a video, learn something new, try something different. I, I repeat, I repeated the process probably like three times on some of the cracks, but I finally got it, finally figured it out. And now I have a nice new painted crack free wall. And it's all because I had a problem. I didn't know how to solve it, but I tried and I kept trying. I kept failing. And is the wall perfect? No, there's a couple blemishes, a couple things I wish I would have done better. But I came away from these past four days with new knowledge that if a crack happens somewhere else in the house, and I'm not even kidding, as I was fixing the wall, my little one pushed my older one into the wall, another wall, and cracked the wall. And I was like, I know how to fix this. <laughs> and luckily, I had all my tools and all the joint compound and everything ready. So I was able to fix that one relatively quickly. And uh, you can't even tell there was there was a crack there. But the point is, um, I, I know this was, you know, in a very short amount of time, but I look back to both of us, you know, over the past and in and, and our group or mastermind group and in, in, um, overall, and I'm really glad in, you know, two months, we'll be all meeting in person for the first time. Um, that has been our journey. Just keep trying new things, trying to figure out ways to make money, trying to figure out how to handle money, make good financial decisions. And the only thing that has kept it going has been the consistency and not afraid of failing. Because in the end of it, I love that you wrote the, the APY on interest. I want to figure out what does that translate to, to knowledge? Because like right. the more knowledge you gain, the more things you try, it compounds even more. You get more and more knowledge. And that knowledge, that know-how is what is going to shape your career over the next 20 to 30 years. So I, I know that was a big, uh, I know that was a big explanation, but that's my thinking is we're, we're shifting to a new economy, a new way of working. We're seeing more remote work. We're seeing more people venture out on, on their own to, to, to make their own careers, be their own bosses. And these are the type of questions they're going to be asking, and we're still asking. And that's why I love to talk about these things, because I love to share what I've learned along the way and hopefully help those who are just starting out to start out and try things and fail yeah. and learn from those experiences. <clears throat> that's, that's so true. And there's also something that when you're talking, uh, you know, just there right now, there's something that came to mind. Um, there's something called, like, I think it's called the 10,000 hour rule. Uh, you know, I think Mike, yeah. uh, Mike uh, Sinek, who wrote the uh, Power of Why, I think that's who it was, was talking about this in like a 
or I probably I got his name wrong, but the guy who did the the, the like you know the why the thing on the TED talk, I think that's Mike Sinek. I, I my mind's blanking me right now. Anyways, um, you know what it is? Watching. It's Ma- uh, Malcolm Gladwell gets uh, usually gets the the, the attribute because he he okay. wrote a he wrote a book on the the ten thousand hours, but it wasn't his right. idea. He he was. I'm googling it right now. Now my internet's being slow. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> well, there, there, there's stuff, a there's a ten thousand yeah, there, yeah there was like a ten thousand hour rule thing that was that was created that basically said once you achieve ten thousand hours in a certain area of knowledge you could consider yourself well well knowledge in the space or you know quote unquote expert in An the expert. space right and um, you know that's that's also super super important because. You know, ten thousand hours is a super long time. You know, there's 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 a reason why. You know, like I know we talk about finances here, but like you know, I I'm a super geek. I'm a, I'm a big geek in the in the uh, aviation pilot, you know, space and all these things. But the, you know, I, I've always wanted to become a pilot. I just haven't set aside the time to do that. You know, and, and there's a reason why that there are thresholds with the licenses that you need to if you want to be a pilot for the major airlines, you need at least two thousand five hundred hours. Of, of flying time in the United States. Now other countries have lower limits, but you know that's you know neither here or there. But you know, at least in terms of the United States, you know there, there's a reason why you can tell if you if you fly a lot, like or if you travel a lot, if you land super hard <laughs> in the plane and the plane mm-hmm. the landing is really rough, well probably that's a younger pilot. They don't have all the experience that maybe a senior pilot has when they fly those really big planes, you know, over to Europe from the United States or down to South America or over to Asia. And when they when they land those big 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 planes, like you don't almost, you almost don't even feel the landing. It's like wait wait, do we hit the ground yet? And you're thinking to yourself like what's going on? And you can tell by you know, the the expertise in the pilot of who's 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 you know flying the plane of how much time they've actually been flying that aircraft, and also how much time they've actually been been flying in, in their career. And as that number goes up, you can see how much more smoother it is. And that can be, you know, that, that's a really easy analogy to anything in life where it's like, okay, you know, if, for example, you know, when we were, when I was getting started in business, you know, I, I studied accounting. I, I have a degree in finance and I also studied accounting um, at the university. I worked for large multinational corporations. I worked for SMBs. I've, you know, worked for, you know, you know all over the place. And when I set out to do, you know, my, the accounting business that I have now, I felt like this imposter syndrome. I felt like that was like, well, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't know. And these are questions I'm asking myself, feeling like that I have like this imposter syndrome of myself. But when I started doing, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. And I, I know the basics of what I'm doing because I've been educated in this stuff. I've actually practiced it. I just never applied it directly to like this type of business model. But then once I learned it, once I, you know, took, took it on, I got really good at it. And then after that, we added on, you know, tax, you know, services. Now with accounting, you learn that like deductions are like, oh, mileage deductions and fuel and um, meals and travel and all these things are deductions off your business, right? But, you know, there are things that require more time that you have to study on when you're an accountant or when you work in the tax space that if you want to give more value to your clients, you have to study more, you have to learn more, you have to keep leveling up. And that's kind of like that compounding effect over time where it's like, Hey, like I'm really good at the basics of accounting. Like I can do the monthly accounting. I can do the bookkeeping with my, you know, my hands tied behind my back, my eyes closed. Right. But then like, there's things where it comes like when you're talking about taxes and you're like, Hey, here's a really complex, complex strategy. Like for example, with what we call the Augustus strategy, 
where in some situations, again, this is not financial tax advice, depending on your situation, you, you could use it to your advantage, but talk to somebody before you do it. But the Augusta strategy basically says it's a loophole in the tax system that currently exists that says, you know, if you rent your house out for less than 15 days in a calendar year in a, in a, in a 365 day tax period, you um, could rent out your house to your business to provide um, like lodging or something like that for doing an annual meeting with the shareholders or have an employee staff meeting or something like that. And then you can rent that, rent that out to your business. Your business gets to expense the rental expense of renting out the house that, and then it pays you, um, you, the individual as the, as the homeowner to, um, as, as income, but because it's less than 15 days, if you rent your house out for less than, less than 15 days, the tax law says that you don't need to report that, that income on your tax return, right? Again, there's a lot of check boxes, a lot of tick boxes that need to happen for you to do this. So please don't do it and say, hey, some guy, random guy on Alex said to go do this. Mm -hmm. He's not saying that. But I'm giving you an example of like a tax strategy that exists that's super complicated that like not many people have ever heard of that is available to you, but it took me to take the knowledge and the time and the and 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 the attention to have to like compound and compound and compound on my knowledge base to be able to learn to understand those things, to be able to transmit those things to my to my clients that would be able to use those things. And then you know, I, you know, then, then they get the reward for working with me, which is also why I charge more than other people do for what I for my services. Like you can go online to you know, any accounting service online and probably get a really you know, cheap rate. But the thing is, is you might not be getting a proactive service, right? You might not be getting a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of benefit for the price that you're paying. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want somebody who's, who's passionate about what they do, who's proactive about what they do, and who's really good at what they do, who enjoys what they do, who's continue learning to continue to educate themselves so they can pass on that, that knowledge and benefit of their client base, well, then you're probably going to pay a higher fee for that for that level of service. And that you know, kind of ties back into business. Like for example, <laughs> and I'll just be frank and be honest with everybody. And like I, I said this before on the podcast, Declan was the first client that we that mm -hmm. we ever had in the business. And <laughs> we've talked about invoicing and all these other things. And I remember he's like, well, how much do you want to charge me, Alex? And he asked me this. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, how's about $65? I think it's, I think it's what it was. And this was back in 2016. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So that was me to provide monthly accounting services, but it was because at that point in time, I didn't have the breadth and the depth of knowledge that I do now that I continue to educate myself on to continue to help Declan and other clients, for example. And as a result, I've been able to charge higher fees for my services because my clients get a higher result from me because I continue to educate myself and I have more experience. I have seven years of experience directly working in this type of business model. Right. I have five years before that in working in corporate life and these other things. Right. So like as you continue to age up and as you as you continue to continue to educate yourself and as you continue to learn and as your experience continues to, to broaden and you help more people, you are able to charge higher prices for what you do, which is continuing in that compounding effect of like you see the compounding results of like you get to charge higher for your services, you get to charge higher for your time, you get to you know, maybe a painting that you did five years ago, you would sell at the flea market for $50. Well, you've gotten much better at your brush strokes on the painting, or you've been able to incorporate, you know, acrylic painting with charcoal, or I, I don't know, I'm not an artist, but like you've been able to incorporate multiple methods into what your, your talent is and what you're good at doing. 
And now you can charge higher services, higher for your services or higher for your products because you have now that experience that you've gained over the last few years, mm -hmm. period of time, whatever it is. For, for uh, context, 10,000 hours is about five years working mm -hmm. full-time on, on one thing. And is that 40 hours this, a week? Just, just for 40 hours a week, okay. 50 weeks a year is, is about, yeah, five, it would get you to 10,000 hours. Now this, this law or this rule, this principle, um, it was, it was written by Malcolm Gladwell in his book outliers, um, which I've read and I had, I quickly, uh, Googled it. <laughs> so I can remember what, what, what the, the aspects were, but there was a couple of points, um, that you brought up that, that tied directly to this principle. And, and, Part of it is um, deliberate practice. So not just mindless repetition, but going out and practicing your skills deliberately. Um, you had mentioned wanting to be uh, a pilot. So, you know, the first step of that would probably be doing some time in with like flight simulator games or right. something in a safe environment and eventually doing yep. Yeah, then uh, eventually doing deliberate practice with uh, a pilot in, in, in the air, in a real airplane, you know, you probably can't become a pilot from your computer, right? <laughs> but however, you probably can become a chess master uh, like Magnus uh, Carlsen, I think is his name, who became one of the best chess players at a young age because all he did was he just played chess on the computer. He did this deliberate practice. And the second uh, aspect of this is continual feedback. So he was able to play on the computer. He was gaining all this valuable feedback and quickly rose in ranks. Um, but chess is a game. It has so many roles and, and that's it. Life, entrepreneurship, you know, building a career that there's no defined uh, rules. And like we mentioned, you have to go out. You have to, I, I, I mean, being a self, being self-employed, trying to make money, you are going to get feedback because your feedback is, am I making money? <laughs> are people paying me for my products and services? That is and your or feedback. are your clients happy or upset yeah. with you and your delivery of your service or product? Yeah, exactly. Whether, whether they're happy or not, when you're getting that feedback from them, what are you doing? Well, what are you not doing? Well, what could you do better? that feedback, that learning that we talked about is only gained from, again, deliberate practice and going out and, and trying to make a buck on your own. And, and um, the, fi the final thing is risk. You have to go out and, and, and take risks. If you're not willing to take risks, you're going to eventually stagnate in your learning. You're going to reach a wall where there's really not much else you can do. If you feel comfortable making money, things might change, you know, uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting pretty decent at making money online, you know, like how to build websites that can, that can make me money that could all change in 10 years. Maybe, maybe people won't even be using websites. They might be using web three that everyone's talking about or in the metaverse or something. And then I'll be left behind in the dust because I was unwilling to take a risk and learn something, uh, something new. Um, yeah, I just that's wanted to, to, to yeah. point out some of those. Uh, that's a great point that principles. you brought up because like taking risk is like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you could take lower amounts of risk and get a higher yield of return on, on that risk that you take in anything in life and business investments, whatever it is. But now you have to take higher amounts of risk to receive that same amount of, of yield or return that you're going to be receiving. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because we all live in, 
well, right now in Web 2.0, like living in this Web 3.0, like you just mentioned, right? And, you know, there's a lot of just crazy things that are happening. Like, you know, are you, you know, open to the idea of NFTs? Are you open to the idea of, you know, having real estate in a virtual, you know, reality world that you can rent out? You know, how does that affect taxes? Like, <laughs> how does that all work? You know, like, there's just so many crazy things that are happening. Um, in Web 3.0 that are right now that's happening. I try to I try to lean into it just because I'm interested to see what happens from like tax accounting space with that. But you know, th there's a lot of people that have their head in the sand or you know aren't aren't wanting to aren't willing to like be open to the idea or even the possibility of a conversation around those things. And that's what I kind of mean. Where it's like we have to take on more risk to receive the same amount of yield than we did 15 years ago, where you took a lower amounts of risk than you need to today, and receive that same amount of yield. That you would have received um, today if you take the higher amount of higher amount of risk, right? Now there are there's also higher risk but higher return, right? So like you have the opportunity to have higher amounts of return on what you're doing, and that's in anything. Like there's there's risk in hiring a team member. There's risk in 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 growing the business. There's a risk in in you know reaching out to a prospect. There's there's risk in um, you know, and geez, and getting in your car, driving down to the street, like you know, mm -hmm. like driving down the supermarket down the street. Like there's, the, the, you, you, we have to be comfortable with, you know, with risk and, and, and tell our minds and tell our, our, our psyches that like, it's okay, risk is a good thing. You know, as long as you don't feel that you're going to, you know, substantially hurt yourself, then, you know, please don't do that or don't put yourself in a situation where you could die. Don't do that either. Um, you know, it's, you, you have to overcome and, 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 and overcome the ability of overcoming risk because you know, my, my wife is actually studying uh, psychology right now in the university. We were having a really cool uh, conversation about some stuff and, you know, we were talking about you know, some of the things that she was learning. It was actually kind of ties into what we're talking about here with risk and stuff. It's like, it's funny, you know, our brain is, you know, has not evolved as fast as um, you know, the world has, right. And to our, to our brain and to our mind and to our psyche and conscious of consciousness, all these things, you know, our brain has not evolved to where it needs to be to understand that risk is like the risk that we perceive today is not a bad thing. It's not a dangerous thing because, you know, evolutionarily speaking, you know, risk was perceived as like, okay, well, like there's a jaguar or tiger here who's going to maul, you know, maul off my arm. And, you know, I need to get out of here type thing. Whereas, you know, we perceive that our consciousness or subconscious perceives that there's this risk and our brain is like, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Be careful. You know, all these things. But you have to find a way to manage that to overcome those things in order to achieve the next level. And just a time one more last thing that you had mentioned there was talking about you're going to like hit limits in, in your life and you need to be okay with overcoming, um, you know, the risk and, and, and the and, and the stress and the worries and all these things because there are glass ceilings that we cannot see by ourselves when we are self-employed or even in our in our in our life and I, I don't like the use of using the word glass ceiling because it's kind of has a negative connotation to it but there's like a ceiling that we cannot perceive with our own eyes that you know for example for me in business you know I you know, three years ago I could not get above seventy five eighty thousand dollars a year in income in the business. 
And I was just super frustrated. I was like, man, like I either had to focus on my time on delivering, you know, the services of the clients, or I need to focus some time on getting new clients because the way it was working before was like, I was getting mostly word of mouth, you know, client based through existing clients or friends or family or whatever. And that's great, you know, for you know, when you're getting started and, and when you're you know, trying to like get things, get the ball rolling. But if, if you have higher ambitions, if you have higher things that you're shooting for, you're going to hit that ceiling. You're going to hit that brick wall and you're going to be frustrated. And you're like, what do I do now? Well, maybe you need to hire somebody else out to take over a part of the business that you're not the best at and start, you know, delegating out, delegating out services to other people who are better suited for, you know, providing the services to you while you can focus on the things that you're best at in your business and in your life and financially and, and everything else. So to kind of tie all this up into a, a, a nice bow, a nice practical bow, um, I think I have an idea for a, um, a little to-do list for our listeners. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, just kidding. <laughs> there's this idea <laughs> There's this idea of, um, you know, working in your business and working on your business. So working in your business is, you know, servicing your clients, creating your products, you know, doing things to keep your business running. Then there's the idea of working on your business, um, which is you making improvements and whatever, however much time you devote to your business, 40 hours a week, 50, whatever, um, try and set aside 10% of that time, maybe maybe it's you, you book your Friday afternoon or whatever to work specifically on your business. Um, you know, taking a, an online course in, in something new that, that, you know, can help you improve a different aspect of your business or learn something new, read a book, go meet someone who does something completely different than you and just, just to learn from them. Um, start a mastermind group, which we've talked about things that you can do to better yourself and, and better your business that don't specifically tie to, um, you know, money making efforts. And right. it, I know that's really hard. That's really hard to do, especially when you have clients and there's thing you have a to do list that's already really long and you, you, you got bills to pay, whatever it can yeah. seem not productive. It can feel not productive when you're working on your business, when there's so much to do in your business. But I think a challenge, especially for, for this episode would be set aside that time, block off an afternoon and work on your business, find yeah. ways to, to learn something new, do some deliberate practice, identify a new risk to take anything like that. Just, you know, one afternoon a week and, and start from there. Yeah. No, yeah. hundred percent. And I, I I love that you 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 brought this up, and I, I challenge everybody to do the same thing. But like, the thing that you have to be aware of is it's not going to be comfortable, you know. Like we, mm -mm. you know, uh, you know, a little while ago I was in Mexico. You know, my you know, we actually found a really good chiropractor, and this isn't really quite related to you know it is related to this, but just let me let me take my tangent for fifteen seconds. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the um, you know, we, we met this chiropractor. He's a super nice guy. And like, I love food. I love Mexican food. I love Latin. I, I just love food, period. And I, he was telling us, he's a super friendly guy. And he, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you guys need to go here. You guys need to go here. I was just one day, um, because it's him and his fiance run this new practice of theirs. And I just you know, asked my wife, I said, hey, would you be interested in me asking them to get dinner with us one night? And she's like, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm like, no, it's like, it's cool, whatever. 
because there are there are age right they're like in their you know late 20s early 30s something like that mm-hmm. and uh we went out and had dinner with them and it was like the coolest thing and you know it, it was super uncomfortable for my wife because my wife is like you know fairly introverted which uh, is perfectly fine i love her the way she is i'm a recovering introvert you know i was super introverted a long time ago and i've now had become more extroverted because the role that i'm playing in my life in business and everything else that i'm doing requires me to be more extroverted to go after the things that i need to and that's not something that you do overnight but just to kind of use as a case study, like it was super hard for my wife and she was like oh it's, it's like i don't know like maybe it's like what are we going to talk about like always like i don't know like we'll figure it out we'll we'll pop open the the alcohol and we'll, we'll go for it you know and it was like the most awesome conversation because we got to learn a lot of things and that's like a, a great case study for like what Declan was just saying. It's like, okay, anything that you're trying to go find, you, you, you go to a, I know we're still in this whole COVID pandemic thing. We're trying to come out of it. I hope we come out of it soon, mm-hmm. but like, you know, if there's meetup groups in your, in your area or um, you know, or if you are traveling to new places, you know, just you try to strike up a conversation with somebody, you know, or, or go after something and, and make that phone call with that person you're trying to get a hold of to make a, to become a client. Um, those things are super uncomfortable. They're super uneasy. To, it's not easy to do because your brain is telling you like warning, 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 you know, watch out. You know, these things are, you know, it's just, that's just how it is, but you need to find ways to you know, push through that and be comfortable with that, be comfortable with your own skin and be comfortable with who you are. And that doesn't happen overnight. That's a, that's a lifelong thing you're going to work on. Um, because, you know, five, six years ago, I would not do the things I'm doing today that you know, I'm doing right now in mm-hmm. terms of engaging with people, hiring people, uh, building a team, growing the business, all these things. It takes time and it's a never ending journey, but just realize that like, you know, take that challenge and just do that one thing that's a little bit uncomfortable for you. That's not going to put you in harm's way or danger or anything like that, but do that one thing that can push you in the, in the right direction, like mastermind group, like those things, because I'm pretty sure, like, I, th- I think Declan was a little bit nervous about chatting. <laughs> those like like the first time or the second time on our mastermind call like the first you know six years ago i i, I think that's what I, I, you were like ah hey guys like what's going on you know type stuff but like now we're best friends and you know uh, yeah. well, i don't know if i don't know if Declan thinks i'm his best friend but like yeah, it's okay it's not it's not a here i hope i hope he thinks so you're an acquaintance but, yeah <laughs> oh my gosh i i leveled you up to acquaintance no, acquaintance <laughs> apprentice that's that's what i need to i need to shoot for apprentice next time yeah. anyways um but yeah. no I, I i you know i consider Declan one of my closest friends as you know as todd and kyle that you guys have heard on these podcasts and other friends of mine in my life um but it's only been through being uncomfortable in a situation to try to broaden your horizons and to do those things or even you know if there are even exams or certifications in your industry if you um, you know, that's uncomfortable to do. If that feels more comfortable to do, then go try to make friends and have a mastermind group, then go do that certification thing because certification is going to push you forward in your career anyways, because you're going to have more knowledge. You're going to have more expertise and you're going to be able to showcase that, um, when you try to go get new clients, right. Or new customers. So, um, you know, just try that, just try that one thing that you can and, um, let us know how it goes. If you, if you guys want to reach out on the, uh, on the, um, uh, what's it called at, at the info at simple fiscal.com email address. You guys want to drop us a line on there. Let us know how it goes. Um, or if you want us to sit down and chat with me, you know, we can chat about it as well on the, um, on the, on the calendar link that we're going to drop in the show notes. And uh, you know, I, I just, you know, we're all here to help push you guys forward and we're here consistently for you guys to continue to provide, you know, help support value wherever that we can in your life and in your business life and your personal life.
So with that, uh, let's get on out of here and uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Uh, I think we're, I think we're recording next week. So maybe two weeks from now when this, this next episode drops, but um, I hope you guys are all doing super well, super healthy, super safe. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the new year. Hope you're having a very pros- uh, prosperous and successful new year so far. Again, that offer stands. If you guys, you know, I don't charge anything for those consultation calls or anything. If you just need help or you need some guidance, um, I'll make sure that we get that that link dropped in there on the show notes. Um, if you want to just, you know, hop in there for 30 minutes, we can chat about anything under the sun, preferably under taxes and accounting, because that's where I can give you the most help. But if you want to talk about civil fiscal podcast or anything about your personal tax life, I'm happy to chat with you guys. So um, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, one little quick last note about the book. The book will be dropping next month. So we, we, we're working on getting a deadline put together for that. So again, if you haven't already, head over to simplefiscal.com, simplefiscal.com and drop your email in there. We'll make sure that you're on the list to get the, the first uh, notice when we drop those, those dates. And we'll make sure that uh, that you guys get the, get the book first. So uh, thank you guys again so much. Have a great rest of your day or morning or evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to us. And we'll talk to you guys next time. 